0: We are back. Welcome to Crime Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bounds. And we don't have a new pursuit. We are here for our SVE uh, special victims episode. Uh, This is our second edition. And we have Camille Flores, our SVE coordinator. And we have two special guests, uh, Tasia and Sunny. Tasia and Sunny, welcome. Hello. Thank you, Ed. All right. All right. So... I've heard some horrible, horrible things regarding my producer speaking with you ladies. There was supposed to have been a third one. And unfortunately, she wasn't able to join us tonight. Uh, that's okay. And me and Camille was just talking about this the other night. It, this is First, let me say, this is a very brave thing, Tasia and Sonny, for both of you to come on here and tell your story. I, I salute you for being brave. Let's we'll start with uh, Tasia first, and let's talk about what happened.
1: Okay, and um, where to begin? <laughs> um, I was raped and molested by my stepdad for almost 10 years, frequently. Um, he, it started off. He raped me just, just out of the blue, no grooming or anything. He just raped me one day when my mom was at my granny's, and um, after that, the grooming began and he would offer me things like at first it started out with a petty chocolate bar or a snack that my mom didn't allow or whatever. But as I got older and I started realizing that what he, do- what he was doing was not okay, he began offering things that he knew I couldn't say no to. Like he would stop my mom and me from getting into a fist fight whenever I did nothing wrong. Or he would keep her from taking my phone whenever she knew I was going out of state on, like, a van trip or whatever. Um, Just stuff like that, trying to keep me safe, but get his way still. Um, And it just went on like that for almost 10 years. And whenever I was almost 17, I had a boyfriend that I told about it, and he wanted me to go to the police then, but I couldn't. So instead, I went to my mom and told her everything. And I think she had a suspicion beforehand But she never really did anything, and whenever I told her about it, she said that I wanted him to myself, that I was trying to ruin their marriage, that I was just rebelling just so I could be with my boyfriend, and she just um, started planting seeds of doubt with everyone around me after I told her. I think she was really scared that I was going to say something. So she began convincing everyone that I was a liar, and I was a petty thief, and I was a troubled child. And so whenever I finally came out and told everybody what happened this last November, nobody believed me because she had already planted years worth of of doubt. And so um, I, I, I opened a, a police case against him yeah. because I have a little sister in the home and I'm afraid it's happening to her. So I have a police police investigation going on right now about that. But that's basically my story.
0: Sonny, you wanna go ahead and put your story?
2: Okay, I honestly believe that if they would've listened to me so long ago that Tasia's story would've never happened. It was the same man, only we were, mainly me. I was extremely younger. It would start off with, he just wanted to cuddle. He, his dad and my aunt were together. And so when my mom would work on the weekends, we would have to go out there to stay with my aunt. And there were several of us kids and not enough room. So most of the time, all of us slept in the living room, either in a pallet or on one of the couches. He would want to just cuddle with me at first. And then it progressed to him touching me. And then it finally progressed to where he would be raping me. He would always play the same song, pour some sugar on me. Anytime that it would happen, I would try to get away and find different ways to try and make it where he couldn't. My cousin would be laying on the couch and I would lay on the couch with her and he would come and pick me up and put me on the couch with him. And when I would lay in the floor in between the others, he would find a way to get down in between us. And one night that stands out is he was in the middle of raping me. And my little brother was laying on the other side of me. And he was just staring at me while I cried and holding his hand out trying to reach me because he knew there was something wrong. Another night, the first night that I remember vividly getting up and running away, it was in the middle of winter and outside there was really tall yellow grass where it had died and I remember running outside and hiding in that grass with no clothes on once Once he had come outside, he had started looking for me everywhere. I remember him going back inside, and I ran to the van where his little brother was sleeping. He let me in and hid me from him. My cousin, who was also one of his victims, we told each other one day what had been happening, and we went to our parents, our moms. We told them and it just so happened that when we told them DHS had been investigating and when they called me outside and asked me if I had ever been touched or anything, I told them what he had done to me. Nothing had ever happened, they nothing, They didn't investigate it or anything. And my mom stopped us from going there and moved us away and now she denies. She acts like nothing ever happened.
3: That's my story. Um, Funny, did your, so your mom never talked to you about it afterwards? It was never brought up?
2: No, never. She acted like it didn't happen. Um, When Tasia's story came out, I got a hold of her and I told her that it had happened to me and I believed her and I understood and I told my mother what had happened and she just looked at me and she asked me, she said, uh, she said, when did this happen? I don't remember it. And we had to, my aunt happened to be there and she looked at her and told her straight up, you remember it because they came to us. She said, don't act like you don't remember it. And my mom just said, I don't remember.
3: Do you think that your mom was maybe in denial or just, I mean, how do you think, why do you think maybe your mom decided to say, I don't remember that?
2: I think it was in part to, like you said, denial because Mm -hmm. my stepfather, we had also came forward me and my little sister, and told her about it him, and it was just like it was nothing okay, um Kasia,
3: you said that your little sister you believe it might have happened to her, or
1: is Do you have contact with your sister? No, I do not. My mom has made it um almost impossible for me to reach her, okay, um. Wow, and how old is she? She's
0: 16. She's almost 17. Let me ask you this. Okay, so, Sonny, you were the first victim that you know of. Yes. This same man was with your mother, am I correct?
2: That, no, he, his dad and my aunt were dating, living together.
0: Okay, so. But
2: he was actually dating my sister
0: when it started. Okay, he was dating your sister, and that's how you was able to have contact with him, am I correct?
2: Yes, between being at my aunt's house and my sister dating him.
0: Okay, and how old were you when this happened?
2: I sat down and thought about it. I thought it was like seven. Turns out I was in kindergarten, so I was only five when it
0: started. So you was only five years old when this man Uh sexually assaulted you? Yes. So, Tasia... How old were you when this first happened to you
1: when it first happened I was seven or eight
0: Wow and he was he was actually with your mother am I correct
1: yes they were married and they still are
0: yes and they and we we'll, are yeah they still are and we'll get to that now this other the third victim that we were supposed to have on is she related to you guys or is she just a another victim that he was with her mother or a relative or what
2: she is my cousin
0: okay who? Um, whose cousin her
2: mom, sonny
0: okay sonny so Sonny, she was your cousin right yes okay her wh-
2: mom is the one that was dating his dad
0: okay when was she when was she sexually assaulted
2: it from what i understand from what she's told me hers started maybe a year after mine and he molested started molesting her
0: okay now Was the police ever called? Did anybody get involved as far as the CPS or police, you know?
2: Yeah, I had had to tell the DHS, and his dad actually raped my cousin. So when the police were investigating that one, that case she also informed them of what he was doing to her and nothing was ever done
0: so sound like this is running in the family
2: yes it was his dad did it to my cousin and then his little brother did it to his stepsister
0: now sonny you your sister no it's tasia Tasia tasia's your sister's the one that's 16 am i correct yes when the last time have you talked to your little sister
1: Um, I haven't talked to her since December. Um, she wished me a Merry Christmas and I told her I loved her and I was here for her if she needed me. But after that, my mom cut off all communication.
0: Okay. So has the police been involved? I know you said you brought the police. Let's talk about you getting the law enforcement involved.
1: Okay. Um, in November, I filed a police report and they began the investigation and, um, they, they didn't inform me. They haven't really been and too helpful i don't feel like um i have to kind of ask for updates on the case and everything and they act like i'm an annoyance i've asked if they're taking steps to make sure my little sister is okay and they they have informed me that they are taking steps but they obviously can't tell me what they're doing or um what she's saying or anything like that but um I've been waiting on the prosecuting attorney to make a decision about whether he wants to get an arrest warrant or take this to trial or just drop the case. I've been waiting on a decision for almost four or five months now.
0: And you haven't, and you haven't heard anything from law enforcement or the prosecutor's office. Am I correct?
1: No, nothing.
0: So, I mean, this is a crazy question because if he's done this to all of you. Chances are he's probably doing this to your little sister. I mean, I'm not saying he is, but it could be a yes, possibility. Yes, and that's my biggest fear. And you just you said you can't get any kind of communication, no social media or nothing with her?
1: Um, She doesn't have me blocked on Facebook. Sometimes I'll go and look at her Facebook profile. But if I was to reach out, my mom, I know my mom, and she would either get a restraining order or um, she would try to file for harassment.
0: So why would your own mother go against you for this man? I know she's married to him, but why would she go against him? You said that he raped you. Yes. Why would Um,
1: my Sorry. No,
0: go ahead. Go ahead, sweetie.
1: (laughs) My mother had this happen to her whenever she was like, I mean, it was the exact same situation that I'm in. Her father did it to her. Her biological father did the exact same thing, the same amount of years, everything. It was It's basically identical. Um, And her mom said the same thing to her. You're just trying to ruin my marriage. Don't be alone with him. You're rebelling. Just drop it. And her mom never brought it up to her again, ever.
0: And you would think your mom would be more overprotective that it happened, you know, because like me and Camille was talking the other night, and Camille is overprotective of her children because of her situation. And I really believe if her kids come to her and said, hey, mom. I need to talk to you I can guarantee you Camille is not going to so this is crazy to hear this you you know what I mean yes okay
3: that's I mean it's it's really unfortunate that you know your your mom knows obviously she's been that situation and to know even that situation but to kind of ignore it is you know you wouldn't you would think it'd be the opposite so you know I'm I'm really sorry For that
0: yeah, I, yeah yeah i agree i definitely agree with that so tasia how many times did this happen
1: um how many times was I raped? Right?
0: yes ma'am is that what
1: you mean yes ma'am. okay um honestly it probably happened um three or four times a week over the span of 10 years so
0: wow are you serious <laughs> that that is yeah that's, that's horrible so you're saying that he, was, he raped you three or four times a week, and this went on for 10 years? Yes. What has that done to you throughout your personal life growing up, knowing something this horrible would happen to you?
1: It's its definitely been a challenge. Um, it, it's taken a toll on my mental health. Honestly, I'm having to see um, a therapist, um, and it, it's ruined relationships. I mean, I, I don't have any friends because... I, I told everyone, you know, what, ha- what he did to me, what happened. So all of my friends cut me off. I have no family other than my husband's, which I'm so thankful for because they've been there whenever my own family obviously hasn't.
0: Okay. So it's
1: just, it's just taking a toll on me.
0: So I, I can, you pretty much been through a whole lot. Yes. Yeah. I can. Uh, uh, wow. On your own. Yeah, yeah. Pretty
3: much on your own.
0: Yeah. Um. Yes. Okay. Uh, Sonny. How many times, I just want to get things clear, how many times were you raped?
1: It
2: was from the time I was five to the time I was nine, and at least once every weekend.
0: So this was happening to you once a week for how many years? About four. Okay. Now, is the investigation, anything that's dealing with law enforcement with your situation, where is that at today?
2: There was nothing. It was like it was swept under the rug and nothing was ever done. So there's just nothing.
0: Now, do you guys live in the same community, same county, same city, I, I take it?
2: Yes, um, I just recently moved out of that area.
0: Okay, but the incidents happened in the same city, am I correct?
2: Um, Mine was in, considered Rudy. Okay. It was in the same county.
0: Same county, okay, yeah. okay, same county. And yet, this man hasn't seen a courtroom? No. Okay, so do you know if there's any other victims? I mean, you don't have to say any names, but have anybody else come to you and said, Hey, I heard about your situation. He's done this to me, or I heard he done this to my friend. Have anyone else come to you about this guy?
1: I haven't had anyone else other than Sonny and her cousin reach out to me about
0: it. Okay, so let's 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 go back a little bit when was the last time and this is for tasia when was the last time that you had a conversation with your mother to say listen you need to sit down and listen to me this really did happen to me i need help was this years ago was it recently nine months ago or or when
1: um i told her this right after my son was born um Last year, I told her I, I had a conversation with her privately, and then I had a conversation with her and my stepdad both, and told them that what he did was not okay, and I was going I I was gonna have to have help for it because I was mentally everywhere, and my emotions were everywhere. Um, and he cried and told me that if anyone found out, he'd kill himself, and he said he regretted everything he did. And my mother, she didn't she wouldn't look me in the eyes. Um, she she kind of just. Kept quiet and stayed in her little corner. She didn't respond to anything I said to her. She just cried a little bit and then they left.
0: So he admitted that in front of her.
1: Yes, he did, and she knew. Wow, she, she knew. He admitted it the night I told her. Whenever I was almost seventeen, he admitted it to her, and she screamed at him a little bit, and then she blamed me.
0: Screamed at him a little bit and didn't blame you. How in the hell are you the blame? Can you explain that to me? How are you the blame?
1: Um, my mom's always been. She's been, um, she calls herself a Christian, and so does he. He calls himself a Christian. Um, they've been very strict. Um, don't wear shorts above the knee. Don't wear skirts above the knee. Don't um, wear anything but long sleeves, stuff like that. And so whenever I wear shorts or tank tops or anything, she um, she tried to say, you know, I was being a slut or I was trying to show off.
0: Man, and Camille, this is crazy because, it. you know, we hear so many of these cases where the victims, they are being accused that it's all their fault.
3: Right. And I can relate to that. Um, You know, I shared my story, and I was always told that I wasn't believed. It was my fault. Somehow I, you know, did something or acted a certain way or said something to make stuff like this happen. And it's like, when you really think about it, it's like, Who says that out loud? Like, who is really going to blame a little girl at any age or a woman or anybody to say that, you know, it's your fault? And so I totally understand that whole situation of somebody blaming you saying you did something. But the way I've always looked at it is it doesn't matter what you're wearing or, you know, what you look like. There's, It's never okay for somebody to cross that line.
0: Never. Oh, yeah. yeah I agree I agree now I can't remember which one it was it was, I believe it might have been sunny one of you said that when you were being raped, the little brother was watching trying to hold your hand which one of you that that said that it was sunny okay Sonny now with your situation, did you ever talk to your little brother about did this conversation ever come up about that
2: yes when i'd we just talked about it different times over the years. Because he's kind of like my sounding board. And I talk to him about things that I really don't talk to a whole lot of people about. Besides my husband. And it was when Tasia's story came out before I got a hold of her. I actually called my little brother and told him what I'd found out about Tasia's story and everything. And I asked him his opinion on whether or not I should get a hold of her. And... He told me, yes. He said, that's the best thing you can do because she's probably alone. So I reached out to Tasia.
0: Okay. So did any of your family member talk to your little brother about the situation? Did he confirm and say, hey, mom, this really did happen to Sonny?
2: No, they always say that he was too young.
0: Oh, okay. Kids see and hear everything, but that doesn't mean they're dumb. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't mean they're dumb. That is, that's crazy.
2: No, because he can remember it perfectly, exactly like I can remember it, he can remember it. Questions for Sonny.
3: Um, sorry, Ed. Um, Go ahead. When you guys, you said you guys would, like there would be a bunch of kids sleeping in the living room because it was when your parents were working. Um, Did any of the other kids, who were in that room at any time in that house ever say anything happened to them?
2: My cousin, the other victim, she's also said it too. Okay.
0: And so this took place at the same time that this was going on with you, am I correct?
2: Yes, it did.
0: Okay, so nothing ever happened to any of the boys, it just always been the girls In both of these situations, right? Yes. Okay. You know, when I first heard about this story, and we were on the phone, I was talking to one of the researchers, and we was on the phone real late, and they said this story was crazy, and I'm like, oh, really? You know, and and just hearing, but hearing it from you two, this is just, it's, it's just heartbreaking because what's heartbreaking about it is you guys were so young. And then, on top of that, this man is still free.
2: I agree. I've been waiting a long time for, like, when Tasia came out with her story. It was almost, I won't say that I'm it, in any way, shape, or form, am I glad it happened to her, but I'm glad there's somebody that is not afraid to step forward with what he did. So maybe, finally, maybe
1: something can happen to him.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. Can I just um, respond to Sonny right there real quick?
0: Yeah, go ahead. Sure.
1: Okay, um, Sonny, you said that um, you're glad that I wasn't afraid to come forward. I just want to address that. Um, I was terrified. I still am terrified, even though it's already out and open. I'm terrified every time I step foot out my door because we live in such a small community that everybody knows everybody, so... If I see someone who knows him and stands by him, I'm afraid that they're going to snap at me. They're going to judge me. They're going to try to start a physical fight with me. I'm absolutely terrified. I was terrified of it then, and I'm terrified of it now. Um, the only reason that I did come out was for my little sister. I, I I, couldn't let her. If it is happening to her, there's no way that I can just let her stay in that situation and not try to save her.
0: I completely understand your concern for your little sister, and I'm hoping that she will come forward eventually because you know something needs to be done with this guy. He doesn't need to be on the streets, obviously. To rape children, just Tasha, what is your what is your plan for your sister? You, I know you said mom is going to, you know, prevent you from talking to her or whatever, but there, there's got to be something someone can do. The police that. Could you hire a lawyer to push this? I mean, you know, what 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 is the next step here?
1: Um, I reached out to um, a, um, a mutual friend of my cousin's, and um, she's actually um, a sexual assault and rape victims advocate, and she has a lot of pull throughout my community especially because she's from around here. So I reached out to her and told her my story, and um, she She has actually – she's trying right now to put things into motion because, like I said, it's been since November, and nothing has been done, and I don't feel like anyone is taking – any of the authorities are taking my case seriously. And so um, when I reached out to her, she said that she was going to try to get things rolling again and try to push them to making a decision, and hopefully um, I will get justice, and I will – and if I don't get justice, I will at least get my little sister out of that home.
0: Yeah. And, and that would be great because if you can get her out of that home and then get her with that lady you're talking about, you know, maybe mm-hmm. your sister can, you know, open up to her or even you, you know, because you would yes. be able to relate.
1: Yes. And that is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I will be able to get her out of that home. If he doesn't go to prison, of course, I'm going to be upset. And of course, I'm going to try everything I can to get him, you know, um, off the streets and in, in where he belongs into jail or prison because I don't want this happening to anyone else. But right now my main concern is definitely my little sister. Um, that's my main goal is just to get her out of that home and get her safe and make sure that she knows that she's got somewhere to go and someone to talk to if she needs it and she can get any help that she needs. And I just want her to know that she's, that I'm here for her and that, um, they're not her only option and she doesn't have to listen to my parents and their manipulative lies and everything.
0: Yeah, I agree. This is going to, this is going to be a tough, this is going to be a lot of work and, you know, trying to get something done and, and it's good. Sound like Sonny is got your back. Sound like she's a a good support system.
1: Yes, she has been very supportive and I've, I'm I'm really thankful. She's let me talk to her multiple times about everything and um, she's let me rant to her and I'm, I'm really grateful that I have somebody to relate to.
0: That That is just awesome that you two can feed off of each other, you know, from each other's pain. Yeah. Um, Camille, that's pretty tough, you know, the, being in that situation because yeah. they're, they're, they're not alone. But, right. you know, they can relate to each other, you know, each other. You see what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, that's it's, you know, it's good that you guys do have each other because I didn't have that going through all my trauma it was like I was on my own and it was it's like what do you do with that how do you you know it's its just like this really heavy weight not being able to have somebody to tell that to or you know have some, especially telling somebody who can relate to you so you guys you know I'm glad that you guys do have each other to talk to vent to and that you guys do understand, you know what you guys have gone through. So, not a lot of people have that. So that's that's good that that's you
0: could do. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people don't have that. There's people that's, you know, held this in for 30 years, and yeah. you know they don't have no one to talk to. They are ashamed. Uh, they are they're embarrassed, and and they just they don't they and they're married. They have kids, but they don't they don't even tell their husband. And here, yeah. you here both of you are married and you guys have, both of you have husbands that understands and support you. That is awesome.
3: Yeah, that is definitely um, a blessing to have a partner, a husband who can, you know, be there for you and understand, you know, a lot of that. Um, and yeah, you're right, Ed. Some people don't even tell their spouses what's kind of gone on. They kind of just carry it and, you know, keep going.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I had told Camille that, you know, we're not just going to stop here with this story because we still got to get the third victim involved. So uh, hopefully you two are up to doing the part two of this. Um, That way we can bring in the third victim, your cousin, and all three three of you could be on here. And I want to reach out to the rest of the team. And we want to try to Camille we need to try to put something together where we can get people on our Facebook to push the D the DA and the police yeah. to get something done. Because Tasia, Sunny, when you have numbers, when you have people that are pushing and pushing and pushing, you can get things done. And you guys live in a small community, but Crime Pursuit is international. We have people all over the world. And they care about our victims. and I know a lot of them will get behind both of you, you brave women. I really I really think coming back doing a part two of this will really with the third victim, I think we can start getting some wheels rolling and getting our pod our podcast community involved in your case.
1: I'm all for it. okay. Great. I am absolutely for it. I'm I'm more than willing.
0: All right, great, great, great. Well, I'm not gonna hold you two up any longer. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna link back up, and next we're gonna make sure we have the third victim, and we're gonna talk about this again, and we're not going away. Camille and myself, we're gonna to talk to the rest of the team, and we're gonna get the Crime Pursuit Podcast team behind you three women, and we're gonna raise some hell at that district attorney's office and try to get this man put in prison and hopefully your little sister will hopefully she'll hear this podcast because she can hear what's going on and say look I've had enough you know and and that's what we want that's what we want so what you two have done tonight is an incredible brave thing and Camille yeah. <laughs> uh she she can relate it's it's just like wow Camille's so brave, you two are brave. I can't say it enough.
3: Thank you man. I just want to let you ladies know that you know if you do want to just reach out to just vent, talk, you know you could be having just a moment anything just don't just don't hesitate you know to reach out. We're here. We want to be able to help everybody and you know you guys are incredibly brave for coming forward and I just you know I'm glad that you guys are letting your voice be heard and you know i'm just glad that you guys
1: were able to share your story today thank you camille yes i i
0: agree with her and like i told you to i promised you we're gonna we're gonna see this to the end with you two and the third one even though she's not here tonight but we're going to see this to the end and try to get our crime pursuit podcast followers to help get the d the d.a to lock this man up put him where he where he deserves to be and that's in prison yeah. so you two yeah. keep you two you both of you keep staying strong for each other keep in touch keep feeding off each other and just just have faith that's all i can tell you please just have faith um all right we're going to get up out of here um we ran out of time if you if you're into stuff like this and you want to get involved, go to our Facebook page, Crime Pursuit Podcast. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. Go on there. Interact. Camille, will, she is the SVE coordinator. She will interact with you. I will, too. Others from Crime Pursuit will interact with you as well. So, you know, please get involved and come to the, the page, the Facebook page, and tell us what you think and see if we can get behind Tasia and Sonny. Thank you. Have a good night.